The KTSA Home Improvement Show with Martin Bamba. Presented by Window World. Talk to Martin now. 210-599-5555. Now, Martin Bamba. All right, all right, all right. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Home Improvement Show with yours truly, Martin Bamba. Let's have some fun this morning. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna be fielding your questions. That's what the show's all about. It's about you, your home improvement questions, from the roof to the foundation to everything in between. We would love to talk to you this morning and uh, and 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 answer those questions to the best of our ability. We've uh, we've got a great show uh, ahead for you, including uh, a little look at the JD Power and Associates report on window and door satisfaction that came out. This past week, uh, got some exciting news in that. Really, really happy to share with you. Uh, we're going to be talking about, um, you know, some other things to make your life a little easier, a little better. Answer some questions that might be burning in your mind about uh, different things to do around your house. But most importantly, let's open up the phone lines at two ten five nine nine fifty five fifty five two ten five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Uh, that's your number to get in on the home improvement conversation this morning on the show. Uh, good morning to uh, Don Cooper Stevens, who's on the other side, uh, playing the music and and running the boards and screening your calls and all that kind of great stuff. Appreciate you being there this morning, Don. Thanks, brother. How how you doing? I'm also uh, cleaning the windows as well. Oh, I'm sure that's true. You can add that to my <laughs> list. I don't do bathrooms. Yeah, I don't do bathrooms though. Don't do the bathrooms. No, okay. Yeah. No, See, most no, people no. don't do windows, but Don doesn't do bathrooms. <laughs> I've not been to his house, but that, that could be a scary proposition. Now that you mentioned that, it could be. Um, it could be. <laughs> well, thanks be. for being there this yeah, morning, brother. No Appreciate you. you. Doing okay? Uh, oh man, yeah, I'm doing. I'm doing really good. We, hey, by the way, to, how, yeah. how'd that concert turn out last week? I haven't. I haven't spoke with you since uh, the Def Leppard Motley Crew. Effect. Oh man, yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about that. That's that's a uh, that was a good concert. Uh, it was it was a crazy packed concert. I've never been. I'll, I'll say I've never been. I've been to a concert at, at uh, Dodger Stadium in uh, in Los Angeles, and that was a huge concert. Mm-hmm. This concert, we got there r- probably twenty minutes before the doors opened, and there were already people lining up all the way down to Cherry Street. I mean, if mm. you know the Alamo Dome, mm-hmm. that's a long line of people. Yes, it is. And and the the the, the uh, concourse up there in front of the Alamo Dome was full. I mean, that's how many people there were there. It was wow. crazy, packed to the rafters, all the way to the back. Mm. Um, I will say this: we we um, I I know I'm getting old because uh, <laughs> after Def Leppard, I was ready to go home, and uh, and and I didn't even stay for Motley Crue. So oh really? And, I, and I, listen, it's because I'm. No, Motley Crue fans out there, I'm not hating. I like Motley Crue. I just was tired and ready to go home. Interesting. Uh, it started at 4:30, and uh, we get there, we get to our seats, and mm-hmm. and uh, as as often happens, the guy to the left of me, you know, said, "Hey, you're Martin Bamba," and starts yelling and screaming and taking mm-hmm. selfies and stuff. And that and that was that was okay, I guess. Yeah, no, no one you, you probably had lounge chairs on the stage. No, 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 no. We, you know, at a show like this, I, I know what shows to be on the floor and what shows to not. And this is a show where I did not want to be standing for a solid five or six hours. Yeah. Show starts at four. It, it started at four, probably about three forty-five with the opening act, which was a um, uh, an up-and-coming band um, called God, what are they? Classless Act. 
Look them up. Okay. Pretty good. Classless Mm. act. Pretty good. Uh, Joan Jett came on at 430. I'll tell you what, for a 63-year-old, that lady can rock, and she was good. Um, Her band was great. She was great. Played a bunch of bunch of hits. Now you see, you um, had to mention her age instead of saying for someone her age, she could still well, rock. I, I thought I actually thought she was older. Not not you know really thinking about when she got started because mm-hmm. you think of people who got started in their music careers in the in the early to mid seventies. Most of them are in their seventies now, right? Um, Joan Jett started when she was like fourteen years old, so. She's she's younger than some of her contemporaries that started at the same time. Before she went solo, and what what band was she in? It was a, she it was, was in an a old, band called the Runaways. The Runaways, that's what it was. It was an all girl yep. band. And that's right. Mm-hmm. It, it all, was, all and they were the band. first all girl rock band, uh, to my knowledge. Um, and and here's another trivia question: What other solo performer came out of that group that also had a huge career? <sighs> I can I. Does her first some? It's not Samantha. She's got blonde hair. Nope. Does she not? No. Well, she did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if she still does. Uh, uh, her name is Lita Ford. Lita Ford. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yep. I was going to say had, she's got tattoos all over her arms and everything. Yep. Yeah, Lita, yep. Lita Ford. That's right. She's a rocker for sure. Mm-hmm. And 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 it's kind of funny. They went two different directions. Lita went went the you know really hard rock direction of you know many bands of that of that time like Mot, uh, well like Motley Crue like um, Ozzy like and in fact she did a duet with Ozzy that was a huge hit um, Joan Jett on the other hand yes rock but more kind of punk rockabilly rock and and still kind of stays true to that she's got an acoustic album out that she played a song from that I'm going to get it, it just sounds great I was reading and, uh, um, wow where this group of bands, Molly Crew and Def Leppard, Joan Jett, because they're, this is a, a tour across the the nation right now. I think they're they're playing in other states as well. And I was reading where. Oh yeah. And I can't think of the state it was uh, a couple of nights ago, but apparently Molly Crew just is not just not there any longer. I mean, apparently they were the worst of of the uh, of the bands of, of that troupe that uh, that is appearing in this. Uh, well, by and large, mm-hmm. I would I would have to, and and again, I say this without having actually stayed and watched them. But that is overall. Whenever I'm reading the reviews from the different states that they play in, the different uh, towns they play in, it, the the overwhelming praise is heaped on Poison um, at first and foremost. Oh, okay. And after seeing them on Sunday night, I understand why. Those guys are having the time of their life on stage. Brett Michaels was so appreciative of the fans. Uh, he, I mean, he was just gushing. I thought he was. I thought he was going to break down and cry. He was so emotional mm-hmm. uh, about how uh, thankful he was for the, you know, for the uh, the outpouring of of fandom uh, that that was hmm. there to watch him. He's diabetic, and, uh, is he not? He is diabetic, yeah. and he's had you know he's had some health challenges even on this tour as a result of that, and. Uh, his dad served in the military, so he's got a real strong affinity for the military, and he dedicated um, one of the songs last night to to the military, or, or on Sunday night to the military and to his dad. And uh, I, I mean, I gained a whole new respect for him and and the entire gang. They were just class. I mean, all the way, the entire band. Um, they all and and for and and I heard somebody say this. It's kind of funny. 
two of the most dysfunctional bands in the 80s was Poison and Motley Crue, and they're both on this tour with their original members. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, it's Al- crazy. I along mean, with no, what? No replacements. Yeah, along with what Def Leppard went through during that time period as well. When, uh, during the time oh they, my gosh, they were yeah. recording Hysteria, you know they they yeah. lost yeah, what, lost a band member. Mm-hmm. They well yeah. they they lost uh, a band member from Steve Clark uh, uh, alcoholism. And uh, yeah. and then the uh, drummer, I can't think of his name, had the car accident, lost his arm. But uh, yeah, yeah, he he actually lost his left arm in a he was he was in a Corvette, I think, and uh, it rolled and, and he lost his left arm. Uh, their guitar player, their lead guitar player, and and a good friend of theirs, um, you know, not just a bandmate but like a brother to them, Steve Clark, died of of acute alcoholism. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was just a really rough time. And most bands, I think, would have just kind of folded it up and went home. And they decided to carry on, not only to carry on, but to carry on with the drummer who, after, you know, about a year and a half or so, went in and and developed drums that he could play with his feet, Mm -hmm. much like he was playing the left part with his left hand. It still blows my mind. I've seen Rick Allen play on numerous occasions since that accident, and it still blows my mind to watch a guy who is that resilient and that innovative and just amazing. So at this stage in their lives, how, how is Def Leppard? Are they, can they still rock? Uh... They weren't bad. Mm-hmm. They weren't bad. I will say this, that they were way over-processed on some songs. Mm-hmm. There was a lot a lot of processing on, uh, on uh, lead singer, help me out here. Um, gosh, that's, oh, man. I know every na- name of every member in the band, but anyway, their their lead singer um, had a lot of processing on his vocals, and that was a little yeah. off-putting, a lot of echo on every song. And song about Joe uh, Elliott. Po- Joe, yeah, thank you, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Elliott. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, but he still sounded good. Um, but there was virtually no processing on Joan Jett or on Brett Michaels and, and the Poison Gang, and they sounded great too. So anyway, overall, good night. Fans were rabid and had a had a great time. Thanks for asking about that. And for any rock fans out there, if you get a chance to see the show, I will say it's a long show. Um, it started at four thirty. We got there at three thirty. We didn't leave until ten o'clock. So that's a long day, um, you know. And 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 especially when you're hyped up and listening to some good rock music. It's somebody said, "Well, it'd be different if it was an evening with James Taylor and." Jackson Brown and I said, "Yeah, it's, it's true. <laughs> Not quite as much energy ex- expended at one of those shows, but uh, anyway, it was a lot of fun. And I wish you could have been there. And for those who who were there, I know you liked it. Uh, we got to take a break. Uh, we're going to open up those phone lines at two ten five nine nine fifty five fifty five two ten five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Let's see here. Let's get right to those phone lines two ten five nine nine fifty five fifty five. That's the number." Let's get it started with Frank this morning. Good morning, Frank. Welcome to the Home Improvement Show. Hey, how are you doing, Mr. I, um, I got my windows in. They're perfect. And I got my back Out- patio door in. It, it's Outstanding. Also. I've already noticed how they help hold out the heat, and I'm uh, anxious to find out how my bedroom will be warmer this winter. <laughs> You're going to like it. Okay. You're going to like it, I guarantee you. Okay, so here's the question. I want to put a blind on that back door, uh, and uh, I don't know. Is it all right if I screw up uh, those little brackets on that kind of a material, or what uh, should I do? What kind of door is Is it a full-view door? 
No, it's halfway down. It's like from the top down to the handle. Okay. Uh, the, the short answer is yes, you can. I would recommend using a strong adhesive double-sided tape rather than okay. screwing into it, though, because screws okay. after pounding and shutting and slamming, they can they can wallow and they can loosen. And if you use a industrial-strength double-sided tape, um, that's and, and look at the pounds that it's supposed to hold. There are some that hold 50 pounds plus. And, okay. and if that's the case, that's the way that I would at, attach it to your door. Okay. All right, then. That's what I'll do. Uh, sure, thank you. Right. Uh, I'm waiting on the winter. <laughs> well, all right. Well, you let me know how, how they perform whenever it gets a little colder, too, okay? Okay, I will. Bye-bye. Hey, Frank, thanks a lot. Appreciate your business, too, bud. Uh, let's get uh, right back to those phone lines, 210-599-5555. Let's go to Philip. Philip, good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning, sir. Thank you. I have a question. Yes, I had a, an issue where my water heater actually burst, and he used to say there was some pretty good damage to the home. But oh, the man, yeah. Pay, yeah, the insurance won't pay for the water heater. So uh, I was wondering, uh, I was looking online for what to buy, and the one of the ones they recommended was a hybrid water heater. And I was curious about your opinion on those because they make them sound really, really good, but I have no idea if they really are. When you say a hybrid water heater, what exactly are you describing? Because that's that's not a term that I'm familiar with. Well, it's basically it's got a uh, some kind of heating pump. Uh, it's like a little AC that sits on top of the heater of the tank, and it draws oh. all the hot air from the environment. I don't know if that's that's and then I, that's what it uses to yeah. heat up the water. Yeah, those have become and, very popular. Those have become very popular, and um, you know I don't know what I, I haven't bought a water heater in in several years now. Thank goodness I haven't had to, but I don't know how uh, they compare in price to your traditional water heater. Is it is it a large difference in price? Yeah, it's basically double the price. Oh wow! Uh, I, I, I priced it at Home Depot, and you know uh, they, the two that they had there were two rings. Once your standard, you know, gas. Uh, water heater and then this one was this hybrid which is electric uh and it's about 16.99 which is almost about double the price of the regular gas but the claims that they have seen on online and on youtube is that these things are pretty pretty efficient they so they are they, they are efficient because of the way that they take the uh the the air uh the the pull from the air and heat the water now, if you lived in Minnesota, maybe not such a good investment. But because of where right. we live and our and our temperature being vastly warmer than it is cold during most of the year, it's a great investment as opposed to a normal uh, water heater. Now, the other thing to consider would be to to do a straight tankless. They're they're both they're both going to outlast traditional water heaters, and they're both going to outmatch those as as when it comes to savings. Okay, okay. And price-wise, are they comparable when it comes to pricing? You know, there there are pretty varying prices on uh on you know, uh tank tankless heaters as well. I, they they range, you know, for the system itself, it can be anywhere between, you know, 850-900 all the way up to several thousand dollars depending on which one you choose. 
Um, okay. That that's that's you know there's a there's a good swing there between different systems. Uh, when it comes to the hybrids, I would have to think the hybrids are going to be a little less expensive than the high end uh, tankless. But my best advice to you is 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 get with a good plumbing company and start comparing them. Sounds like a plan. Okay. All right. Okay. Thank you for your help, sir. Hey, Philip, thanks for calling this morning. Sure appreciate you being a part of our show, and uh, we encourage you to give a call, too, at 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. That's the number uh, to get in on the uh, conversation this morning via the Home Improvement Show. Uh, phone lines are open, 210-599-5555. Matthew and Ralph, guys, hang on. You're going you're gonna to be coming right up. But, Karen, you are up next on the Home Improvement Show. Hi, Karen. Hi. Okay. Um, I, well, I just heard you mention the tankless water heaters. And yes, ma'am. I was just wondering between electric and gas, which one of those two would be most cost effective? Well, if you have the ability to do gas, um, I, I would highly recommend doing a gas uh, water heater if you're doing tankless. Uh, it, it is okay. much much less energy consumption, uh, much more efficient, and also much more um, cost effective at, from the outset whenever you install it. Because with with many of the electric tank systems, you have to run a special three phase electric to run them and and things of that nature. Uh, if all you have is electric, then that's really the only option you have. But if you have gas, I would go with gas. Okay. Now I have. Have both, <laughs> well, there you go. That's yeah, definitely, definitely gas. Okay, I'm sorry? I sure appreciate your time. Thank you. Hey, sure, Karen. Thanks for calling. Appreciate you calling this morning. Uh, get yourself a phone line too. Two ten five nine nine fifty five fifty five. As we go to Matthew. Matthew, good morning. Welcome to the Home Improvement Show. Uh, yes, sir. Good morning. Hey there, Matthew. Um, my, good morning. Okay. Do, y- uh, good morning, sir. Do you know anything about Windows? <laughs> I know a little yeah. bit about Windows. <laughs> um, okay, just, yes, sir. Um, poor attempt of humor. Um, my, I have a window that's not closing correctly, like it's going down at a slant. Okay. Uh, like, how old are your windows? I heard the <clears throat> about 22 years old. <laughs> okay. I think I need, I need okay. to pay a visit to you. <clears throat> <laughs> Well, world. let me let me okay, ask you this: do you do you open your windows often? No, I don't. Okay. Do you know what kind of balance system your windows have? Do they have a spiral balance? Do they have a uh, a block and tackle balance? What what type of balance do they have? Do you know? You know what? Um, I I don't know. It's just an old school okay. window. But, but Pro- I heard like probably spiral set. balance. Good. Okay. And and uh, I'm I'm assuming, and I shouldn't assume anything. Are they aluminum windows? Are uh, they yes. metal? Okay. Yes. Uh, my guess is that somehow one of your balancers has broken on one side of the window, or your your uh, sash has come out of the balance. And if that happens, that side of the window will drop and be difficult to open and close, and it will cause the window to close at an angle. Um, yes, that okay. is likely what's what's happened. Now, the other thing that can happen is if you have severe foundation shifting, and and it puts the window in a bind. Do you feel like you've had that kind of shifting? 
I'm thinking because I've heard, you know, if you have cracks in the wall or doors don't shut correctly, it's a foundation problem, possibly. Those are typical telltale signs, yes. So, so uh, you may want to get your foundation. You may want to get your foundation checked first and foremost, uh, if you know, to find out if that is an issue. Um, the yeah. windows, being the age that they are, uh, that's you know, at that age and that type of window, you start seeing these types of problems. And, and, and in fact, if it's lasted this long, you've gotten way more years out of them than a lot of people do. Okay. Uh, so first and foremost, check the foundation. Yes, sir. And then you said it might, check the it foundation, might be the and, and it might be it might be the balance on that particular side that's drooping. It may either be uh-huh. spun out, or it may okay. be completely out of the balance itself. And and either way, um, it's probably going to need replacement because finding the repair parts for many of those windows that are that age are not. It's not easy to do. Um, so if easy. if you were considering replacing your windows, might be a good time to think about that. It, we're we're way past you on that, yes, sir. Okay. <clears throat> well. Um, well, pl- okay, so please give us really a call. We'd love to help you. I, I no, sure no, will. it's it's let not me, uncommon. Me, yes, sir. And let, let me talk to the boss. I you know who that is. And uh, I, will, I do. Uh, I, I definitely need to call Window World and get that looked at because it's we're way past our. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, Sounds real good. <laughs> well, we'd love to help you and, and show you. and show you, you know, what what the differences can be, Matthew. Thank you so much for calling this morning. I really appreciate it. I got the ball rolling now. Thank you so much. Bye bye. Have a great day. Have a great day. All right, let's get to Ralph. Ralph, good morning. Welcome to the to the Home Improvement Show. Morning, gentlemen. Can you hear me fine? I can hear you, kind of echoing. But uh, if if you're on speaker, please get on the phone. If 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 not, we'll work with it somehow. All right. Well, I wasn't on speaker necessarily. Okay, so uh, my questions are regarding uh, power washing uh, houses, our home. Yes. Uh, if you're going to do that, because my dad, in his wisdom, uh, said I get to inherit tools, which included a power washer. <laughs> okay. So, uh, in a power washer, do you want to use a mask? And if so, what kind do you know? Uh, you know, with a power washer, I don't. It, it's much more necessary, in my opinion, to wear goggles or sunglasses or glasses of some kind to protect your eyes than it is to wear a mask. There's very little reason to have to wear a mask uh, when you're pressure okay. washing, unless for some reason you're pressure washing a house and knocking off lead-based paint. In which case, yeah, you'd want to wear some kind of uh, respiratory uh, equipment. Uh, but other than that, there's really no need to wear a mask with pressure washing because it's wetting the surface and it's and it's knocking whatever it is that's dust down so you're not really breathing in anything um okay your eyes well, on the other hand if something a... sorry go ahead go ahead no no please go ahead uh no i i know it's sometimes uh it'll be a uh, acid type a bleach type uh material uh, substance that you'll add to help with the cleansing disinfecting cleaning process yeah yeah, but if you use a normal uh, type of, of solution that's made for pressure washers, if you use like a driveway wash or a uh, or, or even a siding wash with your pressure washer, um, it, it's temp- temp- typically not caustic enough to where it's going to cause problems with your breathing. Now, if you're asthmatic or something like that, yeah, wear, wear you know like a, a a painter's mask is what I would wear okay. if you if you have 
respiratory problems like that, asthma, uh, allergies, severe allergies, yeah, it's not going to hurt you to wear that mask uh, at all. In fact, it'd probably be a good idea. But for for normal breathing people, normal healthy people, um, you, you really and truly, on most of these things, you don't need to wear a mask unless you just want to. Uh, and it's and there's no harm in doing that. Um, but again, glasses and and protective eyewear is optimum. You have you have to wear protective eyewear because you never know what you're going to knock off the wall that's going to come back flying and hit you in the face. And if that happens, you, you don't want to you don't want to damage your eyes. Okay. The other question the other thing, I had the, is the other thing I'm going to rec- foundation. The other thing I'm going to recommend. Okay. Let, let let's let's stay on on the pressure washer for just one more second. Be sure if you're pressure washing the siding on your home that you never use the highest pressure and you back off that wall to such a point and use a nozzle that's not going to etch or damage your siding. That's that's the one main concern whenever you're using a pressure washer on siding of any kind, and do not pressure wash your windows. Okay. Okay. Got a foundation question. Um, yes, sir. I'll call it 15 years ago because I don't remember. Um we had doors, uh, bathroom door and the front door weren't closing and latching properly. And I called out a foundation company and they said, no, you don't have a foundation problem. And then um, now, years later, we've developed a couple of cracks and and I'm looking for your recommendation on a foundation company. Okay. Um there, there are uh, several. Uh, several. There's lots of foundation companies out there, and um, the best advice I have for you is is to do your research, check on their reviews, see how they're doing uh, with customer service, and you know somebody's got a 4.5 rating or better is probably going to be a good company, especially if they have a lot of reviews. Uh, Olshan, Alamo High Tech, those are a couple um, that that you may want to consider. Um, okay. and, and, uh, and again, there's, there's other ones out there, but, but that's a good start for you anyway. I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Okay. You're sure welcome, yeah, Ralph. Thanks a lot for calling. Appreciate you being a part of the show this morning. Uh, get yourself a phone line too at 210 uh, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. That's the number. Uh, to call in and and uh, get those questions answered, let's uh, let's get right back to those phone lines. Mary Jo, good morning. Welcome to the Home Improvement Show. Hi, Mary Jo. Hi, I just had to get off speaker. Sorry. There we go. Yeah, can you hear me? All right. Yes, ma'am. I, I, I got you. About, go ahead. Okay, I have a question about my um, garage. It's a freestanding garage and it's made with hardy plank siding. Okay. And I wanted to know the best way to clean it because it has a lot of algae on it now. How do we okay. get that off without damaging the hardy plank? Well, you the one thing you definitely don't want to do is pressure wash it. You never, ever want to pressure wash hardy because uh, it will etch and, and damage it. Uh, it will create areas where water can get into the product, and uh, that's the last thing you want to do because it will void the warranty, and, and, it just, it, and the warranty itself is not really really solid anyway so um the the best way to 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 clean it would be with a with a soft bristle brush um like a like you'd use basically on a car you know washing your car um Mm -hmm. same same basic type of uh of cleaner as well as as what you would use in washing your car for the most part um 
uh, if, if it's if it's mildew and, and algae and things of that nature, a very light bleach solution would uh, would certainly be in order. You know, maybe a cup to a gallon, um, and and that okay. will certainly help knock down and kill the uh, the mildew and and uh, and, and the algae. Uh, but there are also siding washes that that you can get uh, that are pre-mixed and pre-made uh, that you can get at any big box store, and you can you can run them through the bristle brush, the the soft bristle brush that has the the wand attachment on it. You can hook your garden up hose up to it, and and uh, and and that's another great way to do it. And they they make siding washes specifically for what you're talking about. Okay, well, a few years back, before I really listened to your show or anything like that. I had somebody pressure wash it, and I'm concerned Ooh. about it now. Ooh, yeah. I mean, yeah. they didn't know any better, neither did I. So, yeah, and, and unfortunately, a lot of pressure washing guys they they go out and they buy a pressure washer and they stick it in the back of their truck and they become a pressure washing company and really don't know anything about what they're doing. And there are certain things that you absolutely should not pressure wash. You should never pressure wash an insulated window or, or any window for that matter. And it's done every single day. Um, you should never pressure wash most sidings. You shouldn't pressure wash Hardy in particular because if you damage the paint and you create areas where water can get in and penetrate the product, you, you can create real big problems with that product. So um, if you haven't noticed any any visible, obvious signs of swelling or water penetration, you may be okay and maybe they stayed far enough off of it when they were pressure washing that they didn't do any damage, uh, but but just yeah, wouldn't would not do that again. Yeah, I mean, I was listening to your show and this came up some time back, and I thought you know I need to call about this business because well, I'm glad you did because this morning you said don't pressure wash Hardy Plank, and I said oh geez, it's already too late. So, but yeah, and oh, if I'm not yeah. if I'm not mistaken, if you look, uh, if I'm not mistaken, now I could be wrong because it's been a long time since I've read the entire warranty, but. If you pull up a Hardy uh, Plank warranty online and you look at the warranty itself, I think that there's a clause in there that says, do not pressure wash it. Okay. Well, okay then. So, I know what I need to do. So, not pressure wash but it. But hey, sure. what's, what's done is done, but don't do it again. <laughs> okay? That's right. <laughs> That's right. All right, Mary well, Jo. Thank jo. you very much. Hey, thank you. Appreciate you calling this morning. This uh, This past week... J.D. Power & Associates came out with their ranking of the top window and door, uh, window and patio door retailers uh, satisfaction study. Um, the, uh, the, 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 they, they talk about uh, adding a personalized touch to the window and patio door purchasing experience from the product and shopping to delivery and installation. And uh, this is something that really differentiates companies from their from their peers, and uh, and is and is is truly a, a prestigious award to to win. Uh, you know the JD Power and Associates Award from different manufacturers of of automobiles and how those rankings uh, you know rate the quality of their cars and their service. Same thing with windows and patio doors. Well, this year uh, for the sixth time, Window World ranks highest in the retail segment with a score of eight eighty five. Um, we are so honored to to have that from jd power and associates and and uh and and just love seeing this report um if you if you want to check it out you can go to jdpower.com 
and uh, look at their home windows and patio door satisfaction study and look you know look at the whole the whole nine yards of it um, but in, in an average field of uh, 854 on a 1,000 point scale f- for satisfaction in in homeowners uh, window world ranked 877 out of a thousand sorry that's not true we ranked 885 out of a thousand um, Behind us in the list, Renewal by Anderson, 859, and Home Depot ranked third with a score of 845. So by far, uh, the highest ranking in the in the uh, in the survey. And this was a uh, satisfaction study based on response from 2,833 customers who purchased windows or patio doors within the past 12 months. So um, that uh, was was fielded from December 20, 2021 to March of 2022, and additional fielding in August or this month of uh, 22. So, uh, again, honored to have that. Uh, again, Window World for the sixth time has has topped the J.D. Power and Associates number one in uh, customer satisfaction in retail windows and patio doors. So thank you to J.D. Power for that honor. Uh, let's get to the phone lines, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. Danny, good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning, sir. Can you hear me? I got you, Danny. How can I help you this morning? Sir, I want to replace my simple picket fence, and we've heard, uh, well, I, who would you recommend for me to call to get bids? Oh, wow. Um, just uh, when you say picket fence, is it is it like we think of as a white picket fence, or are we talking about a privacy fence? Yeah, the simple privacy fence from, the you know, yeah. one house to another. It's just a simple... The simple, you know, the one by three pickets. Yeah. And then the, so, so the privacy. four by four posts. Yes, sir. And and I'll tell you, I'd call Pecos Fence Company. Hello? Yeah, I, I'd call Pecos Fence Company. Pecos, P-E-C-O-S. Correct. Yes, sir. And uh, they've and, done work for me in the past. I know that they've done a lot of work for Trey Ware, and he swears by them and and uh, they're a good long-lasting company and i'm in new brunfels with a services area i believe that they do um i don't know that i have a new Braunfels recommendation for fencing but i think that pecos does work in new Braunfels. but uh, give them a call and if not maybe they can recommend somebody there locally that, that can do the job for you and would you recommend uh, i've had an acquaintance say do not use the four by four posts in regards to that simple fence Use the galvanized uh, metal and have that as your uh, primary because if the 4x4s go into the concrete uh, footings, they don't adhere to it and they don't last very long. Is that what's your uh, advice on that? I've actually, and I hate to contradict your friend, but I I have no problem with 4x4 posts if they're installed properly. You have to set them deep enough to where they don't have that type of movement, you have to dig your hole. Uh, a wide enough circumference that you have enough concrete, and and preferably, you wrap your post uh, in a in in a in a visking or a plastic so it doesn't rot out when the when the um, when when the concrete you know sits on it and and uh, you know is there for years. No, there there is nothing wrong with a four by four post if it's installed properly and it can be very long lasting. Oh, I copy your last answer. Thank you very much. In regards to Pecos fence. Yes, give them a call. Tell them I sent you, okay? God bless you. Bye-bye. 
Thank you, Danny. Appreciate the call this morning. Yeah, fencing, and you know, we're getting into that time of year whenever it's uh, not so bad to get out there and do a little fencing work in the next month or so. Uh, it's It's been a hot, hot summer, though. Wow. This past week, the, the rain that we have gotten has been such a blessing. Um, we were, we're, we're currently down in Port Aransas visiting our store down here, and a couple of days ago, it just, well, I guess it was yesterday, yesterday morning, it just rained beautifully for about an hour and a half, and it was just glorious to see. So we uh, we have another uh, decent rain chance coming through next week. I'm glad to see that. Uh, we can certainly use more. The aquifer is still down, and uh, Medina Lake's still down. We just we we need the rain badly. So thank you, Lord, for that. We appreciate it. Uh, Two ten five nine nine fifty five fifty five. That's the number to get in on the home improvement conversation this morning. Love to talk to you with your home improvement questions and concerns. Um, that's what it's all about, after all. do want to tell you a little bit about uh, this event that we have coming up on October 29th, Padrati's Ranch. Your chance to get involved and, uh, and make a difference is here. Uh, it is the Laughter is the Best Medicine Night of Comedy uh, with the very funny Cleto Rodriguez headlining our event. Chandra Murthy and Kim Curley are also going to be there. Uh, and and providing some great comedy for you that evening. Uh, Your ticket price is going to get you a wonderful dinner uh, prepared by Padrati's Ranch, as well as as drinks, Um, open bar for the evening. We're going to have a 50-50 auction. We're going to have a silent auction, and we're going to have a live auction. Why are we doing all this? Well, we're doing all this for the Window World Cures Foundation, benefiting St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. And I encourage you to to Google St. Jude Children's Research Hospital and learn more about this phenomenal organization. Most people know a little bit about St. Jude. Some people know a lot about St. Jude. I can tell you that Debbie and I have visited the campus of St. Jude in Memphis not once but twice, and I I would I would not be uh, wrong in saying it was a life changing experience for us. And I can't. Uh, tell you how much we believe in supporting this wonderful organization and uh, and and we like to do everything we can to 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 raise funds for it and and uh this this is our way of doing it exactly that and and you, here's the side bonus you get a great night of entertainment from some fantastic comedians that are all based right here in san antonio and uh and it, it but it's a limited limited uh, uh a limited availability of tickets so what I want you to do is go to windowworldtx.com forward slash funny, windowworldtx.com forward slash funny, and you click on the buy tickets uh, tab, and when you do that, you're not only going to find out about our, our individual couple and table tickets that you can get a whole table for your, your family or for uh, your coworkers in your office, uh, but you you can also find out about special sponsorship opportunities that can really make a difference and can really really push this thing over the top and help make it a huge success. Three hundred seats. That's all. That's all we have for this event. So get your tickets now. Go to go to windowworldtx.com forward slash funny. Saturday, October 29th, six to ten p.m. Padrati's Ranch in Holotus, just off of Loop 1604. It's the Laughter is the Best Medicine Night of Comedy. 
with uh, Cleto Rodriguez, Chandra Murthy, and Kim Curley. You don't want to miss it. Believe me, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to raise a lot of money. Uh, real quick update on Jim. Uh, he's he's doing better every day. Um, talked to him a couple of times this past week, and uh, he's he's every day making making a little more progress and and a little more improvement and um, just doing great. And 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 again, thanks. Keep the prayers coming. Uh, and also want to say a very happy birthday to Jim's wife, Jeannie. She's uh, celebrating her birthday today. So happy birthday to you, Jeannie. I hope it's a wonderful, wonderful day for you. Uh, let's get right on back to those phone lines. 210-599-5555. Sue, good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Good morning. Yes. My do- How can I help you? My do- Sorry, I've got the dog. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, my daughter, she had, I'm visiting my daughter, but I was looking at her house and she said she had a contractor, a foundation contractor, look at the foundation and they said that she has a concentric problem and um, they recommend drains and uh, retaining wall as well as gutters. And I'm just curious, is there any, you know, she didn't, she paid $500 just to get that that information, um, but she didn't pay, you know, they wanted another $200 for an actual written report. And I don't think she wants yes, to pay any more. Um, but I'm just curious if there's anything you could tell me what she should do or maybe give me some recommendations as far as who should be, she should be contacting. Sure, sure. Uh, if if, if um, she has a problem, and it sounds like she has a problem with, with water entering uh, underneath the foundation, uh, do me a favor, Don. Just just put put that on mute for just a minute, and and I'll happily answer. Uh, and 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 you can listen off the air, Sue. Um, the the problem that it sounds like your daughter is having is a drainage problem that's draining under her house. And there's there are several different ways that you can that you can address that. And and one of the ways, uh, one of the most common ways, is putting in a French drain. Uh, and and a French drain is simply. Uh, a ditch that's dug that has uh, gravel lining in it that allows water to run in and then uh, evacuate away from the home rather than sitting there and ponding and seeping underneath the house or running underneath the house. Gutters are essential, uh, an essential part of that. If you put in uh, the French drain, you want gutters that drain into the French drain. And, uh, and, and that is typically, the gutters can be done by any gutter company. We do gutters at Window World. would love to have the opportunity to do that for you. Um, gutters are one thing, but the French drain is typically something that a landscape company could do for you. And, uh, and that, to me, would probably, again, without looking at it, uh, that, that to me is what would probably help your situation. As far as paying more for another type of report, uh, if you're telling me for $500 they didn't give her anything in writing, that is shocking. Um, th- that should have paid for a, a, a written assessment of what's going on with her uh, with her foundation. Now, if you want a full engineer's report, I guess it's a whole different story, but certainly they gave her something in writing that, sh- that tells what is going on. So um, hopefully that answers your question, Sue. Uh, try to contact a good, reputable landscape company for your for your French drain needs and for your gutters, give us a call at Window World or or a gutter company of your choice. Okay, uh, hopefully that answered your question. Uh, let's uh, get to another one here. Mary, good morning. Welcome to the KTSa Home Improvement Show. Good morning, Martin. How are you doing? 
So I am um, doing great. Can you hear me? Good. I don't know if you can hear me okay. Um, no, I got you. So, okay. My water heater went out on Wednesday, and I called several companies to see if they could come out and, you know, give me estimates, someone on the phone, and, and one of them went as far as $3,000. Um, how much should I expect to pay for a 50-gallon water heater? Well, these days, I hate to say it, Mary, but these days for a 50-gallon water heater, you're probably going to mm-hmm. be spending between $2,200 and $3,000 uh, okay, for, for so. the water heater and the installation. For the water heater and the installation. Is your is your heater in the attic? Is it in the garage? Where is it at? No, no, it's it's in the first. I only have a first floor house, and it's it's on the first floor. Um, okay. But what I wanted what I wanted to add was advice for people out there. Um, I called my daughter in Dallas because her her husband does a lot of that work, and he she recommended as she learned. Uh, Mom, you might have a trip wire before you get somebody to come out here and give you you know a big amount of money, and that's what it was. Yes, ma'am. It was just a trip wire, and it's working again. I just wanted to get so you may advice. not even have you may not even have a water heater issue. You may have a, a, an electrical breaker issue. That's what it was because it came back on. So well, there um, there you go, and that is good advice. Um, and and if that's that's always always and and it's good advice for almost any type of energy using appliance. Always mm-hmm. check the power source before assuming that it's just gone out because it's very rare. Uh, for a water heater just to stop that's that's very right. rare what what happens more often is 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 your element starts getting corroded and that will will present itself whenever you're taking a shower and you get a little jolt of electricity and and right. that is it, yes ma'am and i've had that happen oh, and it's wow. and it's and it's quite literally shocking pardon the pun not looking forward to that <laughs> No, 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 but but that's, yeah, that's why flushing your water heater and, and maintaining your water heater is so important so that doesn't happen because that's what ends up corroding the element in there is is the uh, the calcium and the, the deposits that gather on it, and it just ends up, you know, corroding down to, to bare wires, basically. Wow. Well, I'm glad to know that. One, one last question. Uh, you you yes, mentioned uh, plastic on the post before you set it in. What kind of yes, plastic? Ma'am. You recommend uh, any any type of visking plastic will work. Any type of plastic sheeting will work. Um, like and and like something that you use yeah, to, it, to keep the dirt down or keep the grass from growing. Would that help? Uh, yes, ma'am. That's that's exactly okay. what I'm talking about. And and even Good. even a heavy duty contractor grade uh, garbage bag can work. Oh, okay. Well, good. Thank you so much. I had not heard that before. Yes, ma'am. Well, Mary, it's great to talk to you this morning. Thanks for calling. Thank you, Martin, for being there for us. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Glad to hear you didn't have to spend three thousand on a new water heater, too. That's that's always good news when when you can save three thousand dollars. Let's get one more in here before we go to break, uh, and then we'll get to your calls too at two ten five nine nine fifty five fifty five. It's the Home Improvement Show, and Alma, you're on it. Good morning. Hi, Alma. Yes, can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. I've got you. Okay, thank you. Um, I am in the process of purchasing an AC unit, and I wanted to get some information. I've been reading about a first, uh, for one state, single stage, and uh, two stage units. 
the SS, the, uh, what is it, the SEER rating and EER. Can you give me a little information on that? Uh, I've heard just, uh, you know, pros and cons about it. So when I want to see what is the more energy efficient unit. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Um, the, uh, the, the, the difference between uh, single stage and, and uh, two stage is one, uh, it, 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 the, the two stage is typically going to be more efficient than the single stage. And uh, the, the, as far as the SEER rating, the higher the SEER rating, the more efficient your, the, the more efficient your, your uh, system is going to be. And so you want to look for that higher SEER rating. Um, and and you the, again, the higher the better. Now now the the downside to that is uh, the the SEER rating. Okay, the higher the SEER rating, typically also the higher the the um, <laughs> the higher the the price goes. So that's what you what you need to look at, right? Mm-hmm. That's correct. But do you, and, and there you is a point. Means- there is a point of. De- there is a I'm point sorry, of diminishing return. And, uh-huh. and here's the other thing uh, for, for, for single stage versus two stage. When you're a hotter climate, uh, and, and, and especially a hot, humid climate like ours, uh, mm-hmm. a two stage or variable c- speed type AC like you're describing is going to be a much mm-hmm. more efficient system for, for you and your home. Okay. So you would say that, yes, the, uh, the higher. Uh, uh, merit the, I mean, will it make a difference? Uh, I'm sorry, I missed that last question. Yes, I said well, the uh, the higher price that I will be paying for the two stage, will it merit that you know uh, the uh, if, um, the efficiency on my utility bill? Uh, yes, ma'am, it it will in the long run. It certainly will, and the very very least that you want to look for is a 14 seer. Um, okay. And and I would tell you that the 16 seer high efficiency models are, are the ones that I would look most strongly at. And uh, and okay. and Champion AC, if you give them a call, they can they can give you all the details about that. But I will tell okay. you that you want something at least 14 and preferably 16. Okay. And on the EER, should I be looking at that? Because I've seen uh, some I'm going to be honest. Uh, I'm not an AC expert in that in that regard. Uh, Jim Jim mm-hmm. was the guy who came from that background, and I am really mm-hmm. not sure how important the EER is is. But if he's out there listening, maybe he can text me and let me know what the proper answer is to that. Um, okay. The SEER rating, the SEER rating, I can help you with, and, and then. Uh huh. But I yeah, but I, I what I would look. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The only thing I read was that EER is that yeah, the they're requesting at least a 12.5 minimum or 10.5. I recall, I don't remember if it was 10.5 or 12.5, but that's why I was wondering. Uh, I've seen some units with 9.5. They're 16 Sears, but they're 9.5 EER. So that's where I was a little confused there. Okay. Okay. Um, well, here, here's here's and I'm I'm just quickly researching while we're talking here uh the eer Mm -hmm. is the energy efficiency ratio and Mm -hmm. and yeah it's going to and and of course it's in that regard it's going to measure the energy efficiency of the type of unit or the heat pump that you're putting in the air conditioner the heat pump that you're putting in so there you go um yes obviously the higher that number like the sear rating 
is going to be a better a better number. And according to this, between an 11 and a 14 is what you want to look at, and that's what's typical. Okay, sounds good. All right, I do appreciate your information. Thank you very much. Well, thank you very much for calling in. I appreciate that very much, and uh, and good luck with the new AC system. I hope you're using our friends over at Champion AC for that. Uh, grab yourself a phone line at 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. That's the number to get in on the conversation this morning. Let's get to it with Ed. Ed, welcome to the show. Good morning, sir. How are you today? I'm outstanding, Ed. How can I help you this morning? You can accept my praise for the window world, for the product that you have, and for the people that you have installing it. We had ours done through Corpus Christi office because awesome. I cannot because I cannot conceive of how things are going to look. Kellen Schmidt, your boss down there, was outstanding as far as attempting to answer all questions i'm not able to use a computer so what happened was on the day of installation kellen and his project manager his you know i guess his installation person both of them came they answered every question i had then they stood there answering my questions with, you know, while the first window was installed, so that if there was any doubt, any questions, or anything else, it was cleared up immediately. And I just wanted to sing your praises to the world. Well, Ed, I, I can't tell you how proud that makes me. I, I'm actually down here in uh, the Coastal Bend this week and, and have gotten to spend some time with Matt. Uh, our installation manager, as well as Kellen, and yeah, uh, they the are top. They are top notch. They are top and notch. The, and the crew that appreciate that. That must. That's got to be the best crew that they had. It was a fellow by the name of Rob was the crew boss. Then there was Angel. There was a youngin that they called Little Bit, and I believe the other young man's name was Tyler. I'm not positive on that, but. Yes, yeah, so Rob, Rob and his crew are also a fantastic crew. Uh, I will tell you that all of our crews down here do great work, but Rob is, is also one of our top guys and, and, and always does us proud. And I love hearing this from any customer anytime. I really appreciate you calling and letting me know because, as, as you know, you know people uh, typically, if, if it's a great job, they may tell you. If it's a bad job, they're going to yell at you. <laughs> so well, we, we love hearing the good that- stuff, too. That's the reason that I called while you're on the radio is so that everybody listening will know how pleased we are with the product, the service, the installation, and the people concerned. The people are what made it all great. Well, Ed, I'll tell you what. I know that Kellen listens, and I, I'm, I'm guaranteeing you that he uh, just heard it for himself, and he appreciates it as well. Thanks for being a great customer, Ed. We appreciate you. Yes, sir. Thank you much. Have a great day. All right. All right. You too. Thank you very much. Man, love getting calls like that. Kellen, you out there listening? I hope you are. Uh, Matt, I hope you're listening too because you guys are top. Um, uh, we've got three different uh, window worlds that, that we operate, Debbie and myself. And we've got New Braunfels, San Antonio, Corpus Christi. Love them all. 
love them all. Um, and and our employees in all of those markets are top-notch, fantastic people. But I will tell you, uh, down here in the Coastal Bend, my team down here uh, has been with us for a very long time. Both Matt and Kellen have been with us in excess of 12 years. Um, we really and truly um, have have got the top in the business. There's a there's a reason, you know, when we when we get these national awards, uh, it means a lot. But we wouldn't get these national awards if it wasn't for the people that work for us. If it wasn't for our managers, if it wasn't for our installers, if it wasn't for our uh, design consultants and our office staff, they're the reason for the success in Window World. And uh, and it's it's nice to have validation from from a great customer who had a great experience and, and wanted to let us know. And I really really do appreciate that, Ed. Thank you so much. Um, you know, and 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 you know, I I can't possibly mention everyone by name, but we have got the best. And and I say this with all humility because it's them. It, we've got some of the best uh, people in the business uh, at Window World in San Antonio. Corpus Christi and New Braunfels, and uh, couldn't be more thankful for all of them. And uh, they have a heart for the customer, and they do a really tremendous job. Are they human? Yep. Do they make mistakes once in a while? Yep. Uh, but but by and large, man, couldn't ask for better. Uh, and I, and I have to give Ed credit because got... he read every word on the script that I gave him. <laughs> he read it perfectly. <laughs> oh, man. Now, Don, you're pouring gasoline on fire because you know people already think that. They already think that he was put up to that. He was not. I guarantee you, promise you, he was not. Uh, but but that's funny. <laughs> that is funny. De- read an article this week. We have a little time left in the show, and, uh, and, and there was an article that came out this past week uh, on Realtor.com, and it, it's talking about home prices. And... You know, you'll hear a lot more about this on the What's a Worst show with Mike and Holly Hermes this afternoon, I'm sure. But the question is that, that home prices have dipped a little, right? It, they're, they've, they've come off their all-time high, and boy, in the last year, there have been some highs, really high highs. Uh, but prices have dipped a little. Here's the question. Does that mean that they're poised to plummet this fall? And uh, And for the past, you know, two years... We we watched in in either joy or horror, depending on if you're a buyer or a seller. If you're a buyer, you watched in horror as the prices just completely went up and up and up. Every month it was higher. Bidding wars were common. Price tags went up even higher because of the bidding wars. And, and if you wanted a place, you knew that you couldn't just go in at full price. You had to go in at full price plus and hope that somebody else didn't want it worse than you did. Well, as it turns out, what goes up may have to come down, even if just by a little, right? So house prices, house prices, according to Mark Zandi, chief economist at Moody's Analytics, says they're going from straight north to kind of going sideways, and, and he expects that they would be going south in the not-too-distant future, and certainly by this time next year. So in, in a year, you're going to look at a, at a different type of home price uh, than you're looking at now. So, so what does that mean? Look at what happened this summer. Sales prices of existing homes fell by $10,000 to a medium of 413800 in July compared with a month earlier. So in one month, $10,000 drop. And existing homes uh, uh, do not include new construction. However, prices were still up 10.8% year-over-year July to July. 
So what they say is they're going to see prices drop as we do seasonally. Uh, this, this is according to Chief Economist Danielle Hale. Um, home prices typically peak in June, and then they begin to dip. Uh, and then they tend to see smaller homes and sellers who are more willing to make a deal in July. Uh, in general, fewer buyers, because they're on vacation, getting ready for back to school, they've already found a home or decided to extend their rental. Uh, but Hale adds that uh, she doesn't think it's likely for home prices to fall significantly. Prices are still growing annually by double digits, and we have a long way to go before we see a real decline. So that's good news for the seller, not such great news for the dryer, for the buyer. Um, but the number of buyers are drying up rapidly. In July, existing home sales dropped by 20.2% year over year. That's that's pretty amazing. So we're, we're in for a volatile time, time and, and, uh, and I think that there are going to be some falling prices, but according to these experts, uh, not substantial, uh, at least not in the next few months. So keep an eye on that. If you're in the in the market for selling a home, might still be the time to do it. If you're in the market for buying a home and you can wait, might might be a time to wait. I don't know. Let's let's uh, let's keep an eye on it, shall we? Hey, if you want to get a hold of me during the week, drop me an email. That's always the best way. It's M Bomba. That's M B O M B A at windowworldtx.com, mbomba at windowworldtx.com. As always, if you want to drop Jim a line and and give him a a word of support or prayer, uh, uh, you can reach him at jsmith at windowworldtx.com, jsmith at windowworldtx.com. Next week, going to have a great show. Going to be talking to you a little bit about ceiling fans. Uh, May talk about how, how to clean kitchen floors next week. But as always, the most important thing is you, your phone calls, and, uh, and and everything that that entails. And we'd love to hear from you and talk to you next week as well. Again, thanks to Don Cooper Stevens. Thanks to all of our great callers today. I want you to go out and have a wonderful weekend. Do something special outside if the weather is permitting, which it looks like it will be. And be kind to somebody. Peace and love, everybody. We'll talk to you next time on the KTSA Home Improvement Show.